For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Chuck, it feels great outside. I can't wait to hop on that motorcycle on Friday and uh, ride with the wind. You ready for it? I am ready. It's 54 degrees in Fayetteville right now. Feels pretty good. I guess it's going to warm up by the end of the week. Sounds like it's going to be a little warm Saturday. Perfect tailgating weather, and I know people are excited about that. Now, Tommy, have you set up the the ride-alongs for Chuck and myself since we're going to be at Pig Trail? Got, I mean, you, you've set that up, right? I've got a sidecar for you. Uh, okay. It's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Junior car. Junior car. Kind of like the old uh, episode. I know (laughs) you probably have never watched the Andy Griffith show, Uh, where there's an episode where Barney gets one of them sidecars on a motorcycle. (laughs) He wants to be a motorcycle cop. We're going to get you in the sidecar. You're going to be like Barney over there in the sidecar. I was thinking more along the lines of Chuck's Adam West and Batman. Who's Rob? Who plays Robin in that? I can't think of it. Well, you do, Todd. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Robin. I'm the sidekick. You're the boy wonder. You're the boy wonder. Man, I'll, I'll take that nickname if you want to start calling me that. But I'm excited about... This week, Bobby Petrino coming into town. Uh, this is a it's a big week for Arkansas football. Now, before we get to Jimmy, uh, also, Tommy, I, I spoke out of term, I think, last week. We're talking about term. this was going to be a cake. Term or turn? I think term, right? No, no. you spoke term. out of turn. Okay, turn last week. I thought it was term. Whatever. Uh, there's another tieism for you, Tommy. But that being said, I started out the show this morning talking about this is not going to be a cakewalk. That was an idiot take on my part last week. Petrino's coming to win. We also woke up this morning, didn't have any toilet paper in the house, which is never good, so I had to wait until I got to the station Lack this morning. Lack of planning. Yeah. yeah, horrible. But what is, before we get to Jimmy, do you guys have anything that's kind of 
been scraping on the chalkboard that's ticked you off this week or this weekend? Well, I mean, I think there's plenty of things in college football that uh, that rub you raw, and I, I, I hate hearing these Texas fans that that, that want to gripe Chuck about getting getting shafted by the referees. How many times has has Texas gotten every benefit of the doubt? And how often do you see Alabama get 15 penalties in a game? I don't want to hear any more Texas fans or read about it on Twitter or social media or anywhere how they got the raw end of the officiating. Get out of here. Texas has earned a living for decades on that stuff. Texas is kind of like right now in in the aftermath of this ball game. It's it's like it's almost like they're proud of the fact they played them close. Yeah. Um, they want somebody to blame for having you know actually not won the game, and um, you know hey I give them credit they played a heck of a game. Yeah. And um, Alabama, you know they ran into kind of a little buzzsaw down there I think, but Texas got nothing to gripe about. Yeah. Well, they're griping anyway, so. Class. They need to find a quarterback, not worry about those referees so much. <laughs> Hudson Card is not the answer. I can yeah, verify that, Chuck. Texas has never gotten a call in a game ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Get out of here. Well, I remember lots of games where they grabbed the face mask, and 1977 comes to mind, but I digress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's hear what uh, Jimmy's beef is this morning. I think it has something to do with the game day experience in the stadium. Go ahead, Jimmy. You're on the morning rush. Top of the morning to you, fellas. Hey, I was at the game. I took a friend from South Carolina to the ball game. First trip to the stadium for him. And I was uh, I was kind of embarrassed at the way that the end zones and the Razorback at midfield look. Badly faded, not bright red. What, what do you guys think? I mean, do you see that too? I mean, if we're going to be on national TV, we need to look the part at least. Come on. I, I don't know, but to me, it was, it was a little embarrassing. Let me know what you think. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I have not noticed that at all. And I would think as the 27-year-old of the show, that would be some nitpicky thing that well, I would notice. But uh, It did look like it was the wrong Pantone in the end zone. I got it. You know. Did it? <laughs> I, think it looks I have different. no idea. I think it looks different when the sun's out yeah. as opposed to um, what it looks like in the evening. I think there's a glare. Um, and there's this way I can I can tell you from calling a lot of games. Most fields have a glare, even the grass ones. And um, but yeah, I mean they could probably put another coat of paint on it. I'll go along with that. Well, Hunter's yeah. listening right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if the the, the grounds team was out there. Does today. he consult with Utah? Does he does he not consult. He does not call. Like Here's what happens, Chuck, and and you'll understand this since you've now joined the show. You listen from time to time before you're on it. But what happens is me and Tommy will discuss something in the morning and a day or so later, they'll put out some email or something and it is just completely, completely, kind of like how Zach and Ruskin ripped it from Geno Bell, the Gimme the Hogs Chuck. They will just completely rip an idea or something that either Tommy or myself come up with and give us no credit, no royalties, no nothing. So, like, in other words, you are the policymakers. No, 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 no. So, no. everything that happened a few weeks ago was all your fault. That's uh, what you're saying? A few weeks ago. No, because we, we the ripped. The first game, that was all your no, fault. No, 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 because we, we ripped them for it 
and then Hunter Take. put out that statement. Oh, so okay. that's uh, what happened. Walked yourself into a trap I, yeah, there. Yeah, I was gonna say, big boy. Yeah. I, we just we just react to what happens. We don't uh, make stuff. We just react. Well, a minute so, ago you said you made stuff. Yeah, we, we make. <laughs> I mean, stuff. what are you doing? We make stuff too. We do a lot. <laughs> do a lot on here. I'm sorry. Well, I am looking at a picture I took from our seat on Saturday, and I think Jimmy's right. The the, the red does look a little off, and we want to just get nitpicky. But, I mean, it's not like it looks bad. But I'll tell you what it is. Some, you know those red pads that are on the, the walls you know, the, yeah. of the grandstands? Those are just a more vibrant red than the, the paint on the field. And I think that makes it stand out a little bit more. But this picture I got, the, the Razorback in midfield looks good. But I, I wouldn't apologize to my South Carolina friend over that, Jimmy, by <laughs> any means. So. If you let that ruin your day, then yeah. you're looking for something to have your day <laughs> exactly. ruined by. Yeah. Oh man! Starting to sound like an ex-wife there, Jimmy. So. Oh, I mean, of all, I'm going to be honest, and I like Jimmy. Jimmy's a great caller. He's a great he listener. Is. But I, uh, I was expecting like I couldn't get a beer. Uh, yeah. The food line was too long. Uh, yeah. But apparently, the the well, stadium. My hot dog was well, cold. Now, let me I mean, say this, guys: we've gone from I couldn't get into the stadium to I think that paint's a little bit faded down yeah. there in the end zone. I, mm-hmm. I think in the grand scheme of things, that's progress. Well, I think that's right. It is. Listen, I I shouldn't make fun of anyone for sharing their beef this morning. It is a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Some beefs to me, to you guys in a, in a different age group, doesn't mean a lick to you. So whatever you want to complain about this morning, I guess this is the open. Form forum to do so this is a what's your beef wednesday i think i guess that's uh this is the place to do it right guys well i will say that i think we gotta be fair because we spent a lot of time last week and we talked a little bit about this on monday but we were talking about the game more than the fan experience you know we we justly gave the university some some criticism over the way the fan experience was week one i went as a fan i bought tickets went through the gate did it just like everyone listed and Guys, my experience was was pretty good. Chuck, I did I, ten less than ten minutes at the gate. Parking was no problem. Ingress, egress, getting in and out, no big deal. I think whatever adjustments they made worked great, and they should get credit for that because eleven a.m. games aren't easy. Well, sure, they should get credit for it. I mean, uh, um, and and you know, fans should get a certain amount of credit for it too because yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you've you, you've got to do a certain amount of planning on your own there as well. I mean, it's uh, um, um. Those are things that are always going to come up. Um, it's come up before. People have complained before. And, um, you know, as I said after the first week, I mean, message received. Well, and um, I thought, it, you know, from, from everything I heard, I'll put it this way. After the first game, I didn't talk to anybody that didn't work in the media or work for the university that didn't bring up first, even before the game, how difficult an experience they had in the stadium. That was my conversation with people who were not a member of the media or who were not working for the university. That's the way it was after the first game. I had no conversations like that with people after the second game. Not a single one with anyone. Everyone just talked about the game. Yeah. Well, I'll say it's also on us, the fans, too. I mean, you, you've got to know how to get the tickets on your phone. You get, you can't be a dumb butt when you get up there to the gate and it's time to go through and You've got stuff that aren't going to clear the metal detector in your pockets. You can't get up to the to the counter at the concession stands, and you know this is it's like McDonald's. There's four things. Pick something. I mean, you know what it is. You've been standing in line 20 minutes. Don't stand. I don't know what I want. Hang on a minute. I don't want a Bud Light or a McUltra. You know, make a decision. You know, some of, some of it's on we the fans that we got to be better in our individual role uh, to keep these problems from happening. Because I saw still a little bit of that on Saturday where. 
Hey, university's fault. That's that's your fault for not having your act together. Would, See, Tommy's one of these guys. When he's behind someone at the drive-through, no question, and it's taken forever. He's not blaming the restaurant. He's blaming nope. the guy in the car for, like, no mayonnaise. I don't want any ketchup on that. My got kid right. can't eat anything but chicken tenders. Yeah, he's got Tommy's a peanut blaming allergy. the guy in the car. He's got not it. blaming the guy behind the window. Well, I mean, sometimes that's the facts, Chuck. I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I'm just I mean, way. Anytime I get behind I'm some, behind uh, someone, my first thought is, what did they order? Yeah. That's I mean, exactly what I'm thinking. McDonald's menu hadn't changed in 100 years. No, that's exactly yeah, I mean, why right. are you pulling up there taking t- – I don't know. Hang on. Give me a minute. Right. What, what? You know. Get right, you a number three and move tie. on. That's our – That's go. our beef. All, all y'all have done now is just made me hungry. That's <laughs> that's my beef now. Well, JR's phoned in. He doesn't have a beef, but he does have, a, I think, a question or comment for you, Chuck, on football. Go ahead, JR. Right. You're on the morning rush. Hey, guys. How y'all doing this morning? We're making it, Good. man. Good. Hey. I'm going to be a fly in the ointment this morning and just, just tell you that aren't you grateful that you're not Texas A&M this morning? <laughs> A&M. A&M. Aren't, aren't you grateful, grateful you're not? Every morning, but especially aren't you grateful? Aren't you grateful you're not Auburn this morning? I mean, we could we could go across the league and look. Uh, it's not, not been that long ago that we were in the position they were in, you know, with the coaching situation. But I'll tell you this real quick. I'm, I'm really confident. Aside from the Auburn game last year, I think that this coaching staff has the ability to prepare these guys to play every Saturday. I, I think they go out with an attitude to win. Uh, I think the Auburn game last year was a little bit of a letdown, but for the most part, I think that they have. I, I, I'm grateful for that because the mental part of the game, you see what happened to Alabama. I mean, there shouldn't have been really any comparison as far as talent goes, but everybody has their days, so... Um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You guys are going to have to change things up a little bit and have a, a grateful day. Yeah, that's so, right. We need to have what's uh, we need to have Grateful Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grateful. Maybe Grateful Dead Wednesday. We'll just play yeah. a bunch of Grateful Dead stuff. That's right. So, have yeah. you guys ever been to one of those concerts? I've heard they're life changing. I know they're not on tour anymore, but <laughs> <They're> mood altering. <laughs> they, uh, I, well, Tommy, don't act like you've ever gone. No, I've in, never been. In, in I haven't ever been like to that. a Grateful Dead show. Okay. I've never been to a Dead show. That's probably something I should have done, but I never did. Chuck, I, I know that you have one of those shirts, or you used to wear no, them though back no, in the day. No, I was uh, I was more of a conformist in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, that's uh, I, and it, it, he brings up a good point. JR, right? And I saw the Razorback Communications put this out yesterday. Every single one of your programs on campus is ranked right now. And I can't remember the call or texter last week, but it's like we're at a point where now we're not complaining about a football team losing or coming up short. We're complaining about lines and stuff. And the fact that, I mean, the football team keeps winning. Basketball team's preseason top 10. Baseball team's going to be preseason top 10. Guys, it's... It, I know for what's your beef, you always got something to complain about, family life or whatever, but I haven't fielded, we haven't fielded a Razorback sports complaint on this show, Tommy, and I don't know how long, since what, the summer maybe? Like that's, uh, you'd have to go that far back to actually field a Razorback sports beef on this show. 
Listen, it's nice that volleyball's finally gotten its act together and joined the rest of the party on campus, and they were in, I think, 24th I saw yep. uh, in the last poll. That's all great. But none of that matters if every sport but football is on there. That's not a nugget because the only thing that matters is that your football team is highly ranked. Uh, and when basketball season comes around, that will be the only thing that matters. I, hey, I think Hunter deserves a lot of credit for getting the leaders in place for all these programs in many cases to get get it turned around. But – you know, at the end of the day, we as fans, the only thing we care about is, is the football team any good. Well, you, you know, I remember, oh, it's been three or four years ago. We weren't very good. In fact, we were really bad in football that year. We were just so-so in basketball, but we were great in everything. And statistically speaking, in terms of like the Director's Cup and things like that, it was the best year we'd had. And um, I remember Jeff Long said that. And it was like, ooh, that didn't go over very well because in the sports that matter most, you're not very good. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's all great and fine, and that, that works to, well when you're good in the big three. But if you're not good in the big three, then fans are, fans are restless. So, Hey, guys, let me talk to you just for a second about Weicker Realtors before we uh, – I know we got some Tyler Wilson stuff we're going to play here in just a second. You hear me talk a lot about their professionalism, and, and you know, that's, that's important to me. i got to be honest. That's really important to me. I want someone that's a pro. I don't want somebody that does it on – you know, they're off hours, and uh, I don't know. I got to go check on this, ask my boss. Um, I want somebody who, you know, can handle the business themselves, and that's what a full-time realtor does. That's what somebody that knows the market does, and that's what they do at Weikert, Re- uh, Weikert Realtors, uh, the Griffin Company. Uh, they get you from contract to close. They're great negotiators, and they handle the things that come up that always seem to, you know, kind of – throw a kink into things. They're accustomed to things like that happening, and they know how to deal with it. They've got offices in Fayetteville. They've got an office in Springdale. They've got an office in Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. You can look for their yellow signs. Pros, pros. Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, WeikertGriffin.com. So Chuck referenced his conversation with Tyler Wilson, which is the newest Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast out this morning. Here's Tyler on when he found out about Bobby's wreck. I was getting jokes, and and sometimes they weren't uh, they weren't all that funny, uh, including what I thought I was hearing that perhaps might be a joke. And so, you know, the fact that our head football coach was in an accident certainly something you're more concerned about the health of the individual opposed to all the things that uh, would go on, you know, as a football. So that's the first thing you're thinking about. Chuck, the great thing about talking with Tyler, he was there at the beginning, he was there at the middle, and he was there for the aftermath. You don't get that perspective from many people no and and tyler's such a you know he's mature beyond his years he's always been mature beyond his years and that's one of the reasons he was a good quarterback and it's one of the reasons that he's been successful after football at a you know comparably young age and and so or a comparable young age so he's a um he's a sharp guy well spoken um has a very good perspective on things and i enjoyed talking to him I, i mean look and i've said this before if you played for him, if you worked on the staff, then uh, there is a bond that will never be broken. Everybody knows what everybody went through. And uh, so I've always had a special place in my heart for the players that played during that four-year period because I know what they went through. And I think those who worked on the staff then, if you're still around, um, I think that's, that's, that's part of your bond. I think that's a good point you make, Ty, about, you know, beginning, middle, and end of all of it. He saw the full evolution, which, you know, was, you know, 
brief and short, but uh, the last really great, I don't know if you call it a golden age of Razorback football because it didn't last but about two years. But when you look back, and we were referencing some of Sam Pittman's comments earlier this week, it's evidence or proof that, hey, this level of getting to the elite stage of college football is possible. And, Chuck, there's a 12-team playoff coming down the pipe sometime in the next two or three years. You know, if that had been in place then, Arkansas would have been well in the middle of that college football playoff. And I think that's a a point that Sam Pittman and his staff are using when talking to recruits that, hey, it's happened here then. We believe we're on the way now. And here's some evidence of why it can be that way at Arkansas. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, hey, we won big then. And we're winning big now. And, you know, it, it, it shows, and I've always believed this, and, and people do it in different ways. Sam Pittman's a different guy than Bobby Petrino. Um, but you got to be who you are, and your players have got to be able to respond to your personality. Now, sometimes, and it was this way with Bobby Petrino, they were scared of him. They were scared of him. Now, I think they're a little scared of Sam Pittman, too. But I also think there are times when they really love the guy. I don't know if anybody ever really loved Bobby Petrino. Well, I think they're scared for different reasons with Sam. I think it's as much they don't want to let him down. I think with Bobby, they were That's just scared. Part of it. I think well, they were just, just that, scared now, of the consequence now, now, now of losing. You've, you've, you've got to have some fear factor. There's yeah. got to be a fear factor. Um, and if those players don't have a little bit of fear of their coach – then you're probably not going to get as far as you would if it was the other way around. Some coaches, um, you know, I mean, I can tell you from Bobby Petrino's first day, I mean, the first night at 1030 at that press conference, it was very clear there was a new sheriff in town, and he was the boss. Ask the people that talked to him about 1130 that night when the press conference was over. All the, you know, all the all the fun and grins were over with. I mean, it's down to business. And um, Pittman's different in that regard. And but, but, you know, you can be a good coach and get there in different ways. I think with what you just said, Chuck, I mean, Pittman, I, I think we see, like, the – the relatability with him in press conference and with fans and the interactions and stuff. But I, I mean, I've seen clips. I've seen, pra- I've been in practice a little bit. Like he will, if you're not doing something his way or how well, it needs to be done, he'll get into you a little bit. Don't, don't, don't be fooled. I, and, and, and I'm not talking about Sam Pittman necessarily, but any coach out there, most coaches, frankly, are a lot different away from that press conference than they are on that oh, day. Yeah. I mean, I, I can just tell you, um, that's a whole different guy up there sometimes. Um, yeah, he coaches him. Yeah, he coaches him hard. Yeah, he gets after him. Of course he does. I mean, that's what coaches do. And, um, you know, that's 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 how it works. There, there's frankly nothing novel in that, to be honest with no. you. That's just, that's just kind of how it works. It's kind of like when a high school coach is coaching his players or talking to his parents. There's probably two different people involved well, yeah. in, in that well, conversation. So that, yeah, that, that, that coach is a little different in the recruiting process than he is on the field. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah, there ain't no question about that. So, Chuck, let me just take this completely 180. What, uh, what do you know about the late Tupac Shakur? Well, I know that he was killed. That's really all I know. Tommy, you know many. Know li- there's a mystery about who. To, where are we going here, Ty? Ty where are we going? Ty, do we know any lyrics, Tommy? I I would have to Google the lyrics. Okay. Well, apparently, I have Clay here to lean on for that. Yeah, so. you know what, Clay is, is as much times as he yeah. talked about the late Tupac, he uh, is that. Well, this guy that's just phoned in, he knows a lyric or two, knows a 
a song or two about that. Eddie is with us now in Clarksville. Eddie, go ahead, man. You were going to share something about the late Tupac Shakur and his comparison with this football team. And good morning to this great fan base. You know, Eddie from Clarksville is a great admirer of songs and poems and, you know, uh, entertainers. I think they can motivate, you know, songs and poems, uh, even football programs. And I think it's symbolic, the great, you know, the late was tragically killed. And yesterday was, it's hard to believe, 26 years ago he was tragically killed. But the young man wrote a poem, The Rose That Grew From The Concrete. And what it really symbolizes is through struggles, no matter what, even football programs, and even in our own personal lives, you can flourish. You can blossom. And I think this is what symbolic of a program right before our very eyes. I said before the season began, I thought this was big. A great year, not to get ahead of ourselves. Never take winning for granted. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V 50. That's Believe B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank, we are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So we know Scott Frost is no longer the coach of Nebraska. Eli Drinkwitz is quoting from Bill Parcells. The Vultures at Auburn are circling Brian Harson right now. Maybe there's another coach or two that you think could be let go either by the end of the season or after the season. Guys, which is the first SEC head coach fired this year, either during the season or after the season? That's a good question. I, you mentioned the, the the vultures are circling down on the plains. I would probably lean to Brian Harson because I think the power brokers there, Chuck, are just looking and waiting for a reason. I I think the the first two games skid, the first embarrassing loss, and I I would have to lean Brian Harson because it, it just feels like the the those in control behind the scenes want him gone. You know that's the uh, you know to be the nicest people. They're the nicest people in the world at Auburn. They really are. They can be so dysfunctional when it comes to their foot. And, I mean, this goes all the way back to Jetgate with Bobby Petrino. I mean, they've uh, they've always managed to, you know, have something going on behind the scenes and they're after somebody or groups are plotting, and that's just kind of how it works down there. Harson's got a tough job. Uh, he's got a really tough job down there because I'm not sure he's got a good quarterback. Good quarterback can solve all this stuff. 
but uh, I'm not sure that he's got that down there right now. You know, Drinkwitz is in a bad spot at Mizzou. Um, I talked about this on the podcast. I, I, I don't think this is all his fault. From what I understand, they are struggling uh, to, to, to come up with NIL money up there, and they're, 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 they're really falling behind. And, he, you know, he could get fired. And it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he does. A&M can't get out of that deal with Jimbo right now. But here's the thing, guys. We all – I do it, you do it, we all do it. We rush to judgment. We want to define the season before September's even over. And that's completely understandable. That's what makes following college football fun. <laughs> but uh, um, we are going to have to let this stuff play out. But if I was a betting man on, you know, the next one to get let go or the first one to get let go, I'd look north. Yeah. Got a bunch of text on this. Alex in Boonville thinks it's going to be the Auburn and Missouri coach. AC in Fort Smith says that uh, they will not make it halfway through the season before before Urban Meyer makes it to the Plains of Auburn. Uh, Jay and Cave, Cave Springs. Well, that'll be the rumor, him and John Gruden. Yeah. Uh, Jay and Cave Spreen says Jimbo Fisher, and then Zach and Paragold says the Missouri coach. So a lot of a lot of different opinions on this. I, I mean, here's, here's where I look at it. I don't think it could just be one. I mean, I think that Brian Harson, the exit is 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 in the like in the vision, in the you, it's in your sight. You know it's coming. You just don't know when. I don't know about Missouri as much. We'll see what happens with Drinkwitz there. But and I tend to agree with you, Chuck. I, I just don't that that buyout for Jimbo. Here's what's crazy about his contract, y'all. If he leaves tomorrow, they don't. He does not owe Anim a cent. But if he gets fired. It's the remainder of the contract. I don't know who his agent is, but his agent is a genius for setting that up. Well, you know, I mean, they wanted him really bad. I mean, they offered him the, the you know, the first the first contract was ten mil or ten years for seventy five million. Guys, it's always the extensions that kill you. It's the extensions that kill you. Look back mm-hmm. to Bielema. Yes. Uh, we've 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 experienced that here. It's the extensions that get you. You get too emotional. When you win a big game, we acted like we beat a great Texas team down there in Houston that year. We didn't. We, we, we beat a very, very average Texas team. They never had a chance in that game. And it was not a vintage Razorback team. And, um, you know, everybody blames Jeff for that, but I don't recall one single person saying, well, let's put on the brakes a little bit and not give Brett that extension. We all go crazy. Fans go crazy. Oh, we got to lock him up. Somebody's coming after him. Um, they do that all the time. And it's the extension that gets you in trouble. If you're going to assign a coach to a big extension and get yourself, you know, you marry that guy for better or worse for the next 10 years, you better be darn sure that you got the right one. Because if not, you're stuck. And um, A&M may be stuck. Yeah. All right, that's our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. Chuck, I want to circle back to something you just said about three minutes ago. You were referencing Missouri and the lack of NIL money, and they just can't rally boosters or get them on board uh, because of Eli Drinkwitz just not making that connection. When I heard you say that, my mind went here. Have have we given a power shift to the boosters? And here's where I'm coming from. Hey, if the boosters want to turn the tap off because they don't like the coach, like what we have at Auburn, uh, this NIL money is your your lifeline to get the recruits down. If you don't have it, we're seeing what's playing out of Missouri. You can't get the players. 
has have we inadvertently given too much power to those that can make and create the NIL deals to control what the coach does? Do they now have the puppet strings? Well, they've always had the puppet strings to an extent. I think it's probably even more so now. Now, look, I'm not going to pretend that I understand all the ins and outs of NIL. I know that, that some schools have lots of money in their collectives. The NCAA says you can't have collectives, and yet everybody that I read about seems to have a collective. And uh, so, I, you know, I don't know. This seems like a good time to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. And, um, but, you know, I view NIL... And, and I may be off base, but this is my view. I view I don't view it all that much differently than what we would term traditional booster donations. If they believe in the head coach, if they believe you're headed in the right direction, um, you'll have plenty of money. You'll have plenty of money to do anything you want to do. NIL, build a new building, put down new field turf, put down you know build uh, build a new addition to the stadium. If you've got the right guy and they believe in him, you'll have the money to do all those things and probably more. But if they don't believe in him, and if they don't believe in your athletic director, and they don't believe you're headed in the right direction, they're not going to donate to your foundation. They're not going to donate to the collective or whatever you call it. They're not going to, you know, if you got a quarterback on a 1-11 team, why do you want his picture up in your restaurant? Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. And so uh, um, all that stuff ties together. you got to win or it doesn't work. And, you know, you can argue about which comes first, the money or the winning, but uh, they definitely go hand in hand. Anytime, sure. anytime Sam Pittman is at a touchdown club or a Razorback club or whatever it be, he'll, he'll crack a joke at, well, we, you guys can help us out with this or you guys can help. It, it's not like too much or he's not ma- he's not spending 15, 20 minutes on that, but he, he mentions that. He knows what Arkansas football needs. It's, he's not asking for thirteen million like Ryan Day is up in Columbus, but he's he's making hints about what he needs for his football program. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think we got plenty of money. Yeah. I just put it that way. Yeah. We're in the best conference, and we're competing in football, and with that comes plenty of money. I just, you know, when you made that comment, that my mind shifted to, you know, there's just a more firm grip on the puppet strings, if you will, with. Probably in what most places, Chuck, are a handful, you know, half a dozen to a dozen people that are really funding a lot of your NIL stuff. Um, if you get on the wrong side of those as the head coach, it's going it's, it's to be uh, fatal, I think, in most cases. Well, I think you've also got to have – you've got to have people that, that believe in your program, uh, regardless of who the coach is. You know, when you had more traditional funding – for athletic departments, and, and you still, I guess, have this kind of funding for departments. This other money's outside money. But, um, you know, you had a lot of people who just believed in the program, believed in the mission of the program, believed in what it was trying to do. NIL money's more about wanting to win. And, and so, um, you know, I'm not going to pretend to understand all the ins and outs. I know just enough to be wrong, frankly, when it comes to a lot of this NIL stuff. But my impression is that... Um, Again, you know, you can still break it down to its base form. If you win, you'll have money to do whatever you want to do. If you don't, you're going to be scrounging for every nickel. Yeah. I think that's one one of the reasons you brought up Eli Drinkwitz. Ty's probably going to be looking for uh, for new residents and new employment come uh, come about January. To, Tommy, to that point, J.R. and Lowell asked a question, and this is really contingent on what happens with Kendall Bryles if he takes a head coaching job, if he moves on at some point. Would it be attractive for him as an offensive coordinator candidate 
in the future. I know he's made a jab or two at Arkansas. I don't know what his relationship is like with the high schools in the state as a former high school coach. Is that a future possibility oh, if he's I, let go? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, that's that's uh, most of the time now. I mean, I'm just waiting for Scott Frost to be added as an analyst at Alabama. Um, you know that <laughs> that that seems to be where they all go now. Um, there are. Uh, you know, that's just kind of what it seems like to me. So I don't know about that stuff. I, I mean, you can get into all kinds of what ifs and all that stuff. All I know is that um, we got a good offensive coordinator right now, a really good one. I'm glad he's happy. I'm glad they're paying him well. And I'll say what I've said before we got to get over this idea that if somebody's good, they're looking to leave. Um, we're in the best league, we're competing for championships, we got plenty of money. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go that's better? We got to start thinking like that. We got to stop thinking about how anytime somebody's good, they're looking to get out of here. We got a lot of things to offer Kendall Bryles. Now, he's not going to be the head coach right now, but uh, and if some other job comes up where he is, he'll probably jump on it if it's the right situation. But one thing about it now with these coordinators, they're making so much money that they can afford to be picky in where they go. Like, for example, Barry Odom. Um, Barry Odom's paid very, very well. I'm sure Missouri's still uh, still giving him some money. Um, he can afford to be picky. He can afford to be picky. Kendall Bryles making a bunch of money. So are a lot of these other coordinators now. That's how you keep them. Um, they don't jump at the first head coaching job because they don't have to. Life's pretty good as it is. And so um, – I hope Kendall Bryles is here a long time. I hope they all are. I, I, I think that's one of the real keys to the way things are going right now. Tommy, let's down Bryles for a sec because I feel like from this fan base, he gets more criticism than Odom does. Is that correct in your opinion? Or is that just me off base on that? Because when I see criticisms, it's not really at Sam. It's not at Odom. Most of the time, I see Bryles sucks as a play caller. He's well, this, he's that. that. It's not true. I've not seen that. I've I not seen, seen that, that this year. I have in the past I, I don't – look, look, I mean, the offensive coordinator always gets the blame. I, I mean, when Petrino was here, Willie Robinson was like the worst defensive coach of all time, even <laughs> though he was like a career NFL guy. I mean, yeah. the guy knew more football than, than anybody else. He had the worst job in America, being a defensive coordinator for a Bobby Petrino team. I mean, you had fourth-string guys at wide receiver that never played it down that should have been over there in that defensive backfield. So, uh, I mean, we always blame the coordinators, particularly if people like the head coach. But, um, you know, look, I hate to say this, but I'm just going to. Most of the people that criticize coordinators couldn't diagram a play on a cocktail napkin if somebody held a gun to their head. Yeah. And so um, – you just got to take that in stride. I don't think these guys pay attention to a word of it. When's the last time you heard a football say fan say the defensive coordinator had dialed up the wrong blitz on that? I mean, we, you just don't say it. I mean, it's always the offensive coordinator that catches more more grief just because well, if you'd have called just the next play on the playlist, hey, it would have worked. It's a you know, great that, call. That's always if the it doesn't work, thought, even though that's call. wrong. You know, you know, sometimes just the left guard missed his guy, and that blew the whole play up. It's the right play call. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right because uh, that's just the way we're programmed as fans is we want to criticize the offensive play call and um, because we don't understand what the play calls are on defense anyway. It's seven twenty-eight on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Tommy Kraft, Chuck Barrett, Ty Richardson with you on the Morning Rush. The latest edition of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast out. Tyler Wilson 
was Chuck's guest. Make sure you listen to it after you're done with this program. Starlin in Center Ridge has phoned in this morning. Starlin, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Uh, thank you, Ty, and, and and all the rest of the guys, Tommy and the man. Hey, Sterling. Uh, guys, uh, uh, first I want to give kudos to Eddie. Eddie for knowing Tupac secure. And that's, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he done went up to another level in my book. And uh, and I just want to defend the fans for a second because I got to get I gotta get to get to work here. Uh, the reason we kiss our play caller because the play caller is moving the ball down the field, handily, run the ball up the middle, run the ball, run the ball, and then he called triple reverse. He flea took a pass and lose twenty yards. That's been we complain. That's been the smart fans complain. Now some fans just complain, just complain. But when you're moving the ball at will, and then next thing you know, here comes that double reverse flea took a pass. You like what is what is he thinking about over there? And that's when I complain about play calling. Like Chuck said, I just made out the, the diagram of plays with a gun to my head, but I know when something's working. And I know when it's not. Like I I'm not a doctor. But I know when my knee hurts and it's working on my kidney, <laughs> something's wrong. I hear you, so, Sterling. Touche, touche. <laughs> I hear you on that. Y'all guys have a great day. All right. uh, that's a great call. You know, Sterling, Sterling had a job. I thought he just uh, called us all day and, and and hang out at Double B's. So I can remember one time I had a guy working on the pool, and he was talking all kinds of pool language to me, and I had no idea what he was saying, but I knew that what he was basically telling me was I was going to have to spend a whole lot more money than I thought I was going <laughs> to have to spend. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I don't know anything about pools, but I know when I'm being BSed, yeah. <laughs> and you're BSing me right now. Yeah, well, uh, it's a good point because, you know, with Sterling, you know, sometimes the obvious is the answer. And sometimes you do get lost in the forest because of the trees. And I think that's um, sometimes, you know, it's real easy to coach from Section 503 because <laughs> you, know, you think you that's can see exactly everything right. up there. That's exactly right. I think uh, I-, I liked his analogy, though, about the doctor. That was, uh, yeah. that was pretty was pretty good. I, I didn't know where he was going there on that, but uh, he definitely landed the plane in appropriate fashion. All right, next caller. Let's go down to South Arkansas. Welcome in, David. David, you've got something on uh, the coaching staff this morning. Uh, well, it astounds me. Somebody made a comment about these coaches having great agents. I mean, I've been fired from jobs, and all I was given was you know, about five minutes to clean my office out, and these guys get fired and get $15 million or whatever, and that's just astounding. But it's like my dad always says, son, I was a man coaches football. It doesn't mean he's smart. And there was a comment about NIL money. I saw with that quarterback at Texas, his car got towed during the game. He's driving an Aston Martin. And there was a receiver on the team who's driving a Lamborghini. So I'm sure a school like Missouri who knows? They can't compete. And the comment about which coach will be the first fired, I don't know if he'll be fired. I would love to see Jimbo Fisher leave and watch those Aggies just Aggie it up like they always do. But anyway, gentlemen, I'm on my way to Kansas City. I have a day with 70,000 people tomorrow night for a football game. Listening to you guys and have a good day. And have a good time there. Uh, David, that'd be a, that'd be a fun trip. Get up there and uh, see Mahomes. They get the Chargers 
tomorrow night. Justin Herbert, they lost at home. That was the game that David actually took me to last year with one of my good buddies. And uh, I'll tell you what, I love going to Donald W. And I love going to college atmospheres. And I am by no means a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But that is a college-type atmosphere, fellas. The tailgating, the atmosphere inside the stadium. I didn't feel like I was in a professional football game. It felt college to me. It was really cool. I really appreciate him taking me because that was an awesome experience that I'm definitely going to remember for the rest of my life, even though they got clocked and yeah. Herbert torched in that game. So, you know, we was talking earlier about, you know, the weather and how nice it is, tailgating all day. Chuck, I don't know what time you're going to roll in the stadium, but I, you, you won't be first because there's going to be people there. No, you're there. right. I will not be the first one there. <laughs> there will be people rolling in at daylight to uh, to get ready for a 6 o'clock game. If you're going to the game and you're looking for a good place to, to go – before or probably not after, but before the game this week, or you need some help with getting everything perfect for your tailgate, Sassy's Red House and Sassy's Barbecue and Grill is there for you. Ty, we were over there a couple of weeks ago for the pregame show. It's a great atmosphere. they got TVs everywhere. Um, whether you, you go to the Steamboat Drive location off of Weddington Exeter or the original on College, uh, whether you're looking for a place to sit down and watch some games before you head to the stadium or you need to pick up a couple of big pans of brisket and ribs and pulled pork and sausage and all that stuff to, uh, to carry to your tailgate, Sassy's is there for you. Again, two locations right here in Fayetteville on North College, the original Red House, huge outdoor patio. Guys, this is the time of the year for outdoor dining and patio season. And then, of course, they got a great patio over on Steamboat uh, off the Weddington exit in Fayetteville. Eat, drink, and be sassy. We were talking about Chuck's conversation with Tyler Wilson earlier, and I really enjoyed when Tyler kind of took us through the meeting with Jeff Long after Bobby Petrino had been let go. It wasn't until uh, probably about 10 minutes before Jeff Long walked into the room, maybe maybe 30 minutes before Jeff Long had walked in the room. I knew we had had a, a team meeting that uh, was issued and organized, and it, the meeting was not organized by Coach Petrino. It was organized by Jeff Long. And I had gotten a sense that, you know, if it's organized by, by Coach Long, Jeff Long, that, that there's probably a reason it wasn't organized by Coach Petrino. It must have been pretty jolting for that football team, Chuck, when they weren't being addressed by their head coach and instead their athletics director. Well, again, I think as Tyler said there, I think, you know, they knew at that point it was over. I mean, the comment that he made, I'd ask the question, when did you, you know, when did you know it was over? And, um, you know, I think there were, there were probably some people that knew probably Monday morning that it was over, but, um, and I'm talking the next day knew it was over, but, um, for the players, it was obviously a different deal. And he talked about how. You know, I, and, and, and we all remember, and, and, you know, he Coach Petrino tried to get out in front of this, and, um, you know, he did that with the team, too, and talked with the team, and Tyler talked about how it was just, um, you know, it was it was basically business as usual from a football perspective. I mean, Coach Petrino came in, and, you know, even with a neck brace, he carried himself a certain way, and, and he was in charge. And so um, I think those of us on the outside – you know, if you had a degree of common sense about you, you knew, you know, toward the end of that first week that this was probably not going to end very well, and 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 he probably wasn't going to be back. And um, but I'm sure from a player's perspective, it was different. But um, yeah, I'm sure when you're in a situation like that, and the meeting's called by the AD as opposed to the head coach, you know something's up. I don't think very many people are interested in hearing from Jeff Long, 
But uh, I would always, I, I think it'd be interesting to hear his perspective because, I mean, obviously he knew almost from day one what he was going to have to do and the steps he took, you know, to get to that point before that team meeting. You know, Chris Lowe's written a really good column this week on ESPN.com, and he kind of chronicles uh, Bobby Petrino's fall and then, you know, ultimately his, his, his return now to Arkansas. Chris is going to be on the podcast, by the way, tomorrow. It's going to be good. But, um, look, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, Jeff Long and the administrators knew the truth the next day. Right. And I think we lost. Are you sure you want to stick to that story? Yeah. Um, if you're not as a kid, but if you're smart, you know, well, they already know the truth, so I might as well fess up. And that was the situation. Jeff was quoted in Chris Lowe's article, and basically what he said was he was not fired for having an affair. You can't fire somebody necessarily for having an affair. Um, he was fired because he didn't tell them the truth when they already knew the answer. And um, just as it is with anyone, when when someone's lying to you and you know they're lying, um, that just doesn't end well. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for the correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with your promo code HTL. That's promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code HTL. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Guys, did it mean anything to you when Bobby Petrino apologized at the Little Rock Touchdown Club? Probably not so much. Ooh, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. I, I it, it, Look, it obviously meant a lot to them because I think that, um, you know, there's, a, there's probably been a different reaction to that depending upon where you are in life. I mean, I mean, are you a business owner? Are you a fan? Are you somebody that's yep. financially invested? Uh, um, um, 
you know, it, it, it just depends on what chair you sit in, I think. You know, you, you mentioned business owners there, Chuck. I, you know, we were did the show from the stadium shop a couple Fridays ago. And, you know, if you're in a business like that or you own a hotel or a restaurant or uh, any, any tourism-type business in Washington or Benton County, your perspective is probably a lot different because 2010 and 2011, business was good. You know, <laughs> things were up. And then the demise of the football program for the better part of a decade, I, don't, I imagine there's not as many meals served, rooms rented, T-shirts sold, go down the list. Man, you want to get me upset? And I think a lot of us upset. You start affecting my wallet. And I think Bobby Petrino and the way that ended, it affected people in Northwest Arkansas, particularly Fayetteville's wallet. And that's that's one way to, I think, to anger business owners, uh, particularly in Fayetteville. Well, one of the reasons I think that you know he's gotten a lot more positive play for that in Little Rock is because that's where he went. I mean, he went and apologized to them, and I think that. Um, I know in his mind he was apologizing to the state, but in reality, he went to Little Rock and he apologized before a room of movers and shakers, um, a room that had a lot of media people in it. Uh, you know, I don't mean to sound too cynical. I don't doubt his sincerity for a moment. I think he was sincere. But I think there was also a bit of shrewdness in the fact that, you know, he knew that he was talking to a group of people in Little Rock who kind of set the social discourse media people, bank presidents, people who, you know, hold particular offices publicly, people who are movers and shakers. I don't know if he'd apologized before a room of movers and shakers in Northwest Arkansas that it would have been received in the same way that it was there. Um, I think that club felt a sense of pride, and I understand how this happens. I think they felt a sense of pride that, you know, Bobby Petrino would come apologize to them that he would choose their club to apologize. And and I think there's some flattery there that, you know, perhaps makes you makes you more susceptible to, you know, susceptible might not be the right word, but makes you more inclined to accept the apology. And um, so I do think it depends on where you are, what chair you sit in, and how you were affected by it all. You know, they get an A-list there, and, you know, Gruden was there, and he's somewhat on a uh, apology tour this year. Seems to be the place to go, Chuck. If you've got to maybe rehab your image a little bit, that's a, yeah. that's a good stop on the tour. Yeah, I mean, it, and, you know, look, I, I don't doubt for a single moment uh, Bobby Petrino's sincerity and his apology there. But, 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 you know, the question was asked, did it mean anything? And I do think it meant a lot there. I think it meant a lot to the people who were in the room. I mean, they stood and applauded. I don't know how much it would have affected, again, a group in northwest Arkansas. I don't know if it would have, have affected it the same way. But now let me say this. If you're, if you're a fan, if you're sitting listening to us right now, all you are is just a guy that loves the Razorbacks. Um, you've screwed up, uh, and you've apologized, and you've been forgiven, and we've all had to do that. And I think for the average person out there, an apology is enough. Now, if I owned a hotel, it might not be enough. But, uh, um, you know, just sitting out there following the Razorbacks, that, that'd be enough for me. But, but I also wonder, if you're, still, if you're still PO'd after 10 years. Well, you're right. I mean, That's you exactly need, right. I mean, That's exactly I mean, right. Even my it's wife gets over it page. in a decade. You know what I mean? It's time to turn the page. It's time to uh, move. That's on you if you're still mad after a decade. Yeah. Now, look, uh, you know, a lot of this has been mitigated by the fact we got Sam Pittman here now, and we're real happy. And uh, that makes Bobby Petrino's return a little easier to stomach. 
for some people because everybody's happy with where we are right now. But, yeah, it's look, it's been 10 years. We all change in 10 years. Um, every single one of us listening to this program, if everybody knew everything we did 10 years ago, uh, we'd probably have red faces. And yeah. that's just how life works. And so that's why I say if for, for, for most people, an apologies plenty. Um, you know, if you lost a million bucks over the course of the next 10 years, might not be quite so much. But, but you know, it, it just depends on which side of the fence you sit on. I also think the dynamics in northwest Arkansas have changed 10-plus years ago. It's not – it's vastly different than what it is now. And there's still a lot of big wigs in Little Rock, as you mentioned, Chuck. But, I mean – Oh, there were plenty of big wigs in northwest Arkansas 10 years ago. I just wonder – this is coming from a kid that grew up in central Arkansas. The flagship university is in northwest Arkansas. It always is going to be that way. That is where people will always talk about what's going on in Fayetteville here. So that being said, not to say that that apology wasn't merited, as you said, Chuck, but at any point, he has not come to NWA and, and apologized publicly, correct? To my knowledge. Well, uh, I don't know if he has or not. And, and, and look, I, I'm not saying he owes anybody an apology. I I. I, I I don't know that he even owed that apology. He felt compelled to do it, and I give him credit for that, and it obviously meant a lot to a lot of people. And I, and, and I don't for one moment doubt his sincerity there. But um, people get too hung up on that sometimes. We, we, we get pretty self-righteous yeah. when, we, uh, when we demand apologies from people. And Bobby Petrino doesn't owe me an apology, doesn't owe you an apology. He screwed up. He paid a dear price for it. We did too. Lots of people did. Uh, but time marches on, and you know, here we are, ten years later, and we're you know we're good, and he's good, and so let's go play a football game. I think a lot of times when stuff like this happens, people just want blood. They want someone fired. They want someone castrated. It seems like at times. I mean, they go all <laughs> over the place on on stuff. And we just had a situation with Derek where people were just just going in for that weren't even aware of the situation until they got on social media, basically. So I think a lot of times, to your point, Chuck, people just want the worst to happen for that said person. And until it doesn't happen, they feel like that they have not been rightfully uh, reconciled to a certain extent. Oh, there's probably some truth to that. I mean, you know, it's, it's some, you know, it's human nature. I mean, sometimes if, you know, if you're not happy with the way things are going, it's fun to watch somebody else be miserable too. I mean, I don't know. Misery I, loves I, company. Yeah. You know, I I don't know how to explain it truthfully. So you know, they don't they don't announce generally when the visiting coach runs out on the field. Hey, welcome to Razorback Stadium, Bobby Petrino. They didn't do that when Houston Nutt ran out of the South End Zone. You know, in uh, 2000, what would that have been? 2008. Um, you know, with Ole Miss. Uh, but I, I think when he does take the field or his name's announced or, or whatever it is, I think I think there will be more cheers and polite applause and there will be boos. Well, I suspect what's going to happen is this. They come in from that south corner there, and they got to run right by the students, first yeah. thing. When they stand there in the tunnel, what they're going to see mostly is all those kids wearing neck braces. And uh, that's what they're going to see when they first walk out there. I'm going to be interested to see when they run out. Um you know, when Houston went to Ole Miss, um, they ran out at the same time the Razorbacks did. So um, people would be cheering for the Razorbacks, might not notice they were running out. I kind of suspect Bobby's going to run his team out about the time we run through the A uh, because most of the people would be cheering for the Razorbacks. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen, but 
I'm well, gonna be watching did. to. I'm yeah. gonna be watching to see if it does. That's yeah. the game within the game for me Saturday. Yeah, y'all yeah, remember Houston held his team in that tunnel yeah. in yeah. the uh, what well, would have been the southwest yeah. corner until right. the the Razorbacks oh, came out. And then he ran that's out. That's what there. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean they all did it at the same time. Yeah, might do the same thing. Y'all mentioned the neck braces. I remember when Marshall Henderson got arrested, former Ole Miss basketball player. We had his mug shot in student section. We didn't put it up until they actually announced his name. Are students going to be wearing that all throughout? Like when they're there, are they going to put it on when they when Petrino and Missouri State pop out? Hey, I've had a few people tell me that are in the kind of the medical field, if you will, that there has been a run on neck braces this week. Like, if you're a medical su- a supplier or equipment person, Chuck, there, there's no <laughs> – I hope there's no b- bad car wrecks because there's no neck braces to be found this week. Well, you know, kids are going to be kids. I, yeah. I, I've heard people say, ah, oh, they shouldn't do that. Well, you know what? You know, I had, I did lots of things when I was 20 or 21 that I shouldn't have done. And a lot of the people that are saying <laughs> you shouldn't do that now did too. So – um, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you can say whatever you want to about whether it should or it shouldn't. That's going to happen. And I think there will be people that will cheer to try to counter that. Um, I think there will be some who will just be there to watch the spectacle. See, Tommy, and, th- uh, I would put myself in that group. See, yeah. Tommy, this is the part where I would ask Chuck, hey, divulge some of the stuff that you did. <laughs> but then he'd go, oh, I don't, uh, that was a long time ago. What I don't, are you talking about? I don't what remember any about? of that. What are you talking about? Oh, the stuff that you said that you did when you were 2021 that might not necessarily oh. be seen today in the, the best of life. Well, the same thing all you guys did when you were 20 <laughs> or 21. I mean, come on. Don't be casting stones there, big boy. Yeah. I, I You know, I doubt, and I could be wrong, I don't think you've been arrested. I have a mugshot to go along with my stupidity. I don't think there was one of you back in the day. Yeah, it well, could have popped up. It could have popped up. but You'll never know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, Chuck, Chuck forgot about it. That was a long, long time ago. See, you have that advantage. You and Tommy both, like, if we talk about something, I, I don't have that advantage because it was eight, nine, ten years ago. Wasn't that long ago for me. It's called the 20-year rule, Ty. Anything that happened over 20 years ago can't be brought back up. What's that? Statue or, or if you crossed a major body of water. Either, either way, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Statue of limitations to a certain so, point. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I think this is going to be a great crowd. For a couple of reasons, I think Missouri State and Bobby Petrino is one of them. I've never seen Chuck a crowd or ticket interest or demand to go to a game like I have for for this level of opponent. I think six o'clock and people knowing months ago it was going to be a six o'clock game is a big factor. But tickets are actually pretty hard to come by and are expensive on the secondary market for Saturday this, night. This proves what I've always said: we get hung up on the X's and O's of football. You draw a full house when it's an event, when it's an event. What's going on Saturday night is an event. Yeah. It transcends just the football game. Um, this is what, you know, if the house is full on Saturday night, and I think it will be. Part of it's the time, part of it's the weather, but the biggest thing is it's an event. You want to be able to say you were there at the big event? Yeah. And that's what this is. doesn't matter who the opponent is. Any chance this game draws more than the Texas game last year? No, I don't know about that. I mean, that I, mean, I think it's going to be equal. Oh, I think equal. it'll be a big crowd. It's going to be close to that crowd. number, you know. Hey, you know, I will say this, and, you know, I traveled on a lot of Razorback Club trips with Bobby Petrino when he was here. Too many to even remember, to be honest with you. Um, he can draw a crowd. In fact, I would say that all of them would tell you the biggest crowd we ever had was Bobby Petrino, and the only one that got more was Nolan. And uh, my point is, is that love him or hate him, 
Um, he's a lightning rod. And that's part of what makes Saturday night an event. And that's part of the reason people want to go. And that's yeah. part of the reason people are planning what they're going to do. Am I going to boo? Am I going to cheer? It's why people are talking about it. Because it's an event and, you know, that big personalities make events. Yeah. And it's at 6 o'clock, which means I can get 18 beers deep before kickoff. Well, but tailgate. let me say this. Let me say this. The focus should be on our team. We got a good team. Bobby Petrino's got a good team, too. Um, they're ranked in their division just like we're ranked in ours. Uh, but to me, it's another chance to watch the Razorbacks play. And and we got a chance to go to 3-0. and And, um, you know, the fact that it's an event, I think, will have the players' attention, too. Yeah, should be a, a great atmosphere. Hey, we were talking earlier about the NFL and Dak Prescott, and maybe you want to, to maybe change your opinion on where you're at with some of your some of the bets maybe you laid down. Maybe you need a, a new sports book. That's where BetUS.com can come in uh, for you, 879-BETUS. They've been doing this for 28 years with NFL games, college games, NBA, Major League Baseball about to hit the postseason. They've got hundreds of new casino games. And right now, guys, you get a 200% sign-up bonus when you use the code ESP in Arkansas when you open your new account with your initial deposit to BetUS.com. That's a 200% bonus on your very first deposit. So call 1-800-79-BET-US. That's 800-79-BET-US. They'll walk you through the whole setup of your account. 800-79-BET-US or go to BETUS.com where the game begins. Ty, you're talking about Dak Prescott and that finger and Jerry's hoping he gets back uh, maybe sooner rather than later. We won't be putting him on IR, which means that uh, we want him to be a consideration for playing within the next four games. We will not put him on IR. Is that red meat to Cowboy fans, or is that realistic? I I know there was a surgeon that was talking about it, too. That's wishful thinking, I believe. I think Drew Brees had the same injury, and he was out like six weeks, and I was listening to some of the NFL guys on uh, ESPN last night on their TV show, and they said, this appears to be worse than what Drew Brees went through. So I think that's wishful thinking. Obviously, Jerry should have more information than any of us, but four weeks from what I hear the talking heads say sounds unrealistic. Chucker, Cowboy is still America's team. Can you be America's team without a Super Bowl in 25 well, years? Well, I mean, that was always a marketing slogan, and uh, it worked for a long time, and when they're good – um, it works in your favor, and when you're not good, it's you know it's 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 you know fodder for the other you know for the people that don't like you. And um, I don't know that there's an America's team. I don't know that there ever was an America's team. Now I do know there's a hole in that stadium, so God can watch his team play. <laughs> but um, I do know that. But but yeah. but but other than uh, you know whether they're America's team anymore, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Thinking staying within Dallas, you think about next weekend. I. I I think that potentially that could be one of the best crowd, Arkansas crowds that you've had in 10-plus years in Jerry World based on where this team is right now and based on them finally getting a win last year. You know, there were 80,000 there when we played Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl in what was Petrino's last game. And uh, so we've seen it full. I've seen the Southwest Classic when they announced it at 55, and I'm not sure there were 35 in there. Um, I've seen it when it's packed. I've seen it when it's been bare. And I think we'll have a good crowd. Um, our people will go. I guarantee you that. Our people will go. Yeah, I think we underestimate the number of Razorback alumni 
and you know just Razorback fans in the Dallas metro area. I yep. mean, it's growing every year because of the way they recruit students from that area. So the alumni base, Chuck, in that area gets larger year by year. Yeah, you just drive around campus. You got as many Texas plates as you do anybody else mm-hmm. on campus, and and a lot of those kids do go back to Dallas to live. Uh, be nice if some of them stayed in Arkansas, and I guess some of them do, but a lot of them do go back to Dallas and live, and it is a huge alumni base. And uh, Hey, our people will travel. I, I mean, uh, um, uh, they're going to be there in full force, you know. The, and, and, and I think A&M's people will be too. They're, they're upset right now and may affect their numbers a little bit, but it's still a good trip, and those of us who've been there a lot take it for granted, but a lot of people still have not been to Jerry World. There's still some novelty there for some. Not as many, but for some. And, um, you know, we're coming to the end of this deal. So, um, you know. Yeah, if you, it's a good point. You know, if you want to go see him play down there, he probably better go. And guys, we got this confirmed yesterday. We are going to be at Bubba. Chuck, have you been to Bubba's Cooking Country in Dallas, in the Hillcrest area yet? No, I have not. Okay, we're going to be doing the morning rush that fr- next Friday morning it's from 6 to 9 and then we're also going to be doing the pregame show and I'm going to be with Ruskin and Zach tomorrow sorry the following Friday from 2 to 7 at KSB Anderson so we've got that set up for next week it's going Tell- out there to party Chuck. yeah well the bar again what's the rule Tommy no drinking during the week unless what we're out of the state we're out of the state next weekend. Well, I don't know if the Red River is a major body of water. So, uh, uh, it's it's Texas is not our Best not to drink when you're on the air. Yeah, yeah. that's the... It's uh, best not to do that. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to Isaiah Nichols, the former Springdale Harbor Wildcat, he's great. He's one of the best interviews that I've heard on this football team. Was with the media last night. Find it on hitthatline.com and our YouTube channel as well. Here's what he had to say about seeing what these other SEC teams did wrong and how they're not going to make that same mistake. I think it's important for us to see what somebody else may have done wrong. You know, I don't know what goes on with other teams, but but I do see what happens on game day. So we can see, you know, we know how to win. We know we know what it takes to win. So all we got to do is just, is make sure we keep that same mentality, that same mindset throughout the week, no matter who we play. No matter what rank we are, who we play, I think is I think our level of detail and attention to the game has to be the same. Tommy, I think it helps that Bobby Petrino is the head coach because this adds an energy to this game that if you had Joe Schmo coaching the Bears, they might get overlooked a little bit. But I, I honestly don't think this football team is going to overlook this Saturday night game. Yeah, and it, it, it also adds a distraction, though. You know, And that's but, true. And I think the way Chuck described it as it's an event is is spot on. I think 6 o'clock in the start and the uh, 
the intrigue to tailgate and make a day of it is also a, a, a part of this. But um, I think I think they know the coach they're going up against. I think we need to talk about personnel more than we have the coaching matchup because neither coach is going to take a snap uh, in the ball game. But um, if nothing else, it commands your full attention. It should command your respect. And uh, at the end, I've got to believe that Arkansas's X's are better than Missouri State's O's, and that needs to be the reason you win the ball game going away. See a candidate for the Nebraska job? Is that someone that they would legitimately, because you, you, you kind of shot down my Hugh Freeze idea, is that a candidate that they would consider being not too far away in Springfield to Lincoln? They could do worse. They have done worse than Bobby Petrino. I don't think they'll hire Bobby Petrino, but your question is, is he a candidate? Uh, I don't know if he's on the A list or even the B list, but uh, you should do no worse than Bobby Petrino. The problem with Bobby is there's just all the baggage that comes along with it. And in a world where boosters matter more now than ever before because of NIL and having to have them in your corner to build a winning program, you got to make sure you have a coach with a dynamic personality and the ability to connect with the boosters to raise the money or the resources for NIL. Dynamic personality dealing with boosters is not exactly uh, probably Bobby Petrino's strong suit. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if that's something that they would heavily consider or if that's even come to the table in Lincoln, but it's a name that is at least mentioned in that conversation with one of the better college football programs having an open position right now. Now, I, I teased this Bryce Young stat, and I want you to listen to this because this is actually something that people need to pay attention to with his Heisman campaign and everything else. So last year, he was in the top 10 when it came to footballs thrown in the air 15 yards or more. Tommy, he does not have a completion this year. If you watch that Texas-Alabama game, his guys were dropping the balls left and right. And I realize it's game two. But they lost Jameson Williams. They lost Slade Bolton. They lost John Mechie. And that's what I kept saying in the offseason. I was like, who is Bryce Young going to throw the ball to? And like, you know, Coach Saban said a couple years back, it's like, well, you media think we just bleep out another player. Right now, their wide receiver corpse is an issue. And I don't know if it's going to well, get shored up by the time they play Arkansas or whenever it does. But that is an issue right now that Alabama has to fix if they want to win a national championship this year. And let, we were talking about Portal and Drew Sanders earlier. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know this. We could go look it up. Um, you know, how many wide receivers out of their depth got plucked out of the transfer portal and are elsewhere now? It may be zero, maybe three. I don't know with Bama, but if, if, listen, if Drew Sanders is at Arkansas because he couldn't get enough snaps at Bama at linebacker, I would think wide receiver would be another area. They've had some great ones, you know, Devontae Smith recently that, that moved on to the NFL, but, uh, um, you know, th that's got to be a concerning stat. But I've learned this. When things like that get pointed out and spotlighted, it's amazing how Alabama in the next week or two a lot of times corrects that and goes the other way. So I'm not saying – Saban's got rabbit ears and is listening to this, but if we're smart enough to realize the deficiency, he's more than smart enough yeah. to pick up on it as well is my point. Well, you referenced a couple guys there. Jalen Waddles, a Miami Dolphin. He's one of their best wide receivers. Devontae Smith is the second best wide receiver on the Eagles. Then you look at Jerry Judy, who had a big touchdown run for the Broncos on Monday night. That's just there in just the last couple of years. And it's not to say that Alabama doesn't have talent on the roster, but you look at their wide receiver position, what they lost, something to think about when it comes to their 
national championship aspirations. Yeah. And they got a couple of weeks set up here in the schedule. I know it's Vanderbilt next week. You may need to remind me here. I know it's another uh, Monroe next week, Vandy the week after. Yeah, so, before uh, they play Arkansas. So Monroe, yeah. So they've got a couple of weeks to to work on some things before they get to the Razorbacks. So. All right, last thing here in your SEC update, another beef of mine, and just a reminder, you are on the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus this week. You do not have to pay for an extra ESPN Plus subscription. If you have a cable or satellite subscription, you get this for free on your smart TV, your iPhone, your Android, your iPad, whatever you may be. But I hate streaming, Tommy. It always messes it up. It glitches at the wrong time. And I know that there's going to be 70,000 plus of you at the game. But we're basically just left to, to fend for ourselves. I know what we've said this before. When you get in this situation, sync up your radio, listen to Chuck, listen to Quinn. No disrespect to the ESPN broadcasters. Chuck and Quinn and Gino do a much better job than anything that you'll hear out of your television this Saturday. Here's what I hate about it is, you know, when it's not a linear TV, to, to use the industry term, I can't DVR it and skip through the commercials. You know, so I got to go back and hopefully find a link. I can watch it on demand, and then hopefully whatever player I'm using has a 10-second button because it's just far more cumbersome to go back and watch the game when I go to the game. That's the thing I hate about it more than anything. Well, they'll put, I'll help you, and I'll, I'll be my 27-year-old self. I'll send you a YouTube link tomorrow because these day and ages, they legitimately have four or five full game yeah. links on YouTube if you want to do that. I'll send yeah, you I've watched something where they like basically boil the game down to about 20 minutes for you. You can get all the key plays, but uh, you better be paying attention. Those, <laughs> those videos uh, are cut up and move fast, so, so I like it. All right, that's your SEC update. It's brought to you by Ashley Air. When you need a plumber, call the name you know and trust. That's our friends at Ashley Air. The same great people that take care of your heating and cooling system can take care of your plumbing needs. Get $50 off any plumbing repair or a $129 drain cleaning with a two-year parts and labor warranty with some restrictions. Hey, if you got clogged drains or you got leaky faucets, Ashley Air is the one to call. Go to AshleyAir.com. Schedule your plumbing service today. That's AshleyAir.com. Proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. So I need you to do me a favor. We're going to be at Pig Trail Harley-Davidson on Friday. I need you to set up a test drive for me. I've been on a scooter before. I want to see if I can ride a motorcycle. I'll need wait, you wait, to give wait. me Did a you help. wreck that scooter? I did it, it fell over. It was still drivable at that point. But I need you to set up a test drive. I'll need a helmet, of course. I'm not well, driving that sucker. I'm not a maniac. I'm not going to drive it. I am hard headed, and that's one of the the good um, characteristics about me. But you may need to, to uh, you may need to bring that insurance card with you. You, you lay one of them bikes over; it's going to cost you some money. What do I? What insurance do I have again? I don't even remember. But yeah, it'll it'll work. I'll I'll get a motorcycle license or whatever. We just ride around the parking lot. We don't have to get on. What's uh, in, in here in Northwest Arkansas, Tommy, what's the big interstate I forty? What, what's it well, called? I forty nine. Okay, yeah. I, f- I don't know interstates or anything like. I, so I you won't don't get know on, that it's I forty nine. No, I don't ever pay attention to that stuff. Oh. It's just uh, this is Rogers, this is Springdale, this is Fayetteville. That's all I care about. That being said, I won't get on as I just learned I forty nine. I will just stay in the Pig Trail Harley Davidson parking lot, and you and Chuck can take a video. We can even do one of those let ri- let's ride video. We can have Chuck say. Razorback football. You've seen those videos, right? The different quarterbacks oh. in the National Football League in college, they have a football. So we just give a Chuck a football and we say, he can just say, this is Chuck Barrett, Razorback football. Let's ride. And he hops on the Harley and drives <laughs> off. I'm sure he'll be willing yeah. to do that. A lot of things A lot of things may happen. They may not be uh, 
Not the top of the list. I, I just you with that much horsepower at the at the literally at your fingertips is a little frightening. I, I have a mic that stretches across four radio stations, ESPN Arkansas, hitthatline.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Yeah, but I the got only thing you could hurt are people's here. feelings in their ears. You get, I mean, I, I don't know about this, you know. That's what insurance is for, dude. You've uh, got to, listen, I've, got, I've got to get you out of the soup mode. I know you have been born and bred to think, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yes. But in reality, the thought process should be, Hope for the best and expect the best. So that's what that's what I'm trying to get. And again, it's it's hard. It's hard to teach an old dog or a middle aged dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. is an opportunity where we can have some fun. Of course, our audience wants to see me crash and burn in, in that motorcycle, and yeah. the insurance will cover for it, or you can expense it. Yeah, Either way, it, yeah. we can win on yeah. on Friday. I'm excited about this. I've never well, been on a. We'll just see how it goes. Maybe we can get you a test drive with someone else driving you, you can hold on they, they have a word for what that's called when you ride on the back but i'm not going to use that right now maybe that's where you belong i want to be what do we what do we decide with that earlier? long hair it'll look like a chick on the back of a bike i mean that, it'll it'll look great so i can know? be i can your be. hair blowing through the wind you get your arms wrapped around somebody on the front yeah it'll hang on I can, I can see it now so it'll look like bobby petrino and i'm not going to say her name is that what you're saying that's what it sounds like you know, to me. It'll be a little bit, little bit different version you know of, i've of decided that. i'm going to get a haircut in november before thanksgiving pictures that we got to take with family i feel like that's the respectful thing to do yeah. is before we take family pictures that are supposed to last a lifetime <laughs> this podcast has been presented by bet online this podcast is an exclusive property of pearson broadcasting it may not be copied reproduced modified published uploaded reposted transmitted or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.